Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Capel. And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way. What's up, Magna Gopal? How you doing, Mr. Leon Rose? All good, all good here over in uh, sunny Paris. How's, oh. where, how's everything in New York? Uh, by the time any, everybody's listening to this uh, podcast, it might be rain. and uh, it That's might true. Be so tonight, actually, how about... How about- it's amazing. Anyway, we're talking about the days. It's <laughs> raining, it's cloudy, it's sunny, sunny, cold. There's snow, there's hail. There's a couple of different variations for a particular day. On, on this particular day... It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> What we need to do is trim that. Sh- trim that what? Trim, trim that, that shit. Trim that. Sh- we need to cut down all the unnecessary information. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let us take a moment of silence for that one time and applaud in silence, perhaps maybe bow our head and revere Mr. Leon Rose's first and only successful attempt at introducing the title into the dialogue. Listen, if we're going to count scores, I'm way in the lead. What? No fucking way. I'm way in the lead at getting no. the name of the title in. I'm, I'm sure there's somebody that's keep, keeping the statistics out there of every show. Probably be, probably my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> she knows who's introduced and how many times mm, I don't we've know. got the title in. But anyway. What I was thinking, Magna, what we could talk about today is uh, it's something that I, I guess in England back in the days in London when I was teaching, it was always something new, you know. Mm-hmm. Every class I did, it was something that just came out of my mind a couple of minutes before, a couple of days before. It was always something new. And then in Paris, I realized they like to have a little bit more structure. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed like in North America, there really is in everything. Yeah. You know, like from classes of martial arts to salsa, there's a there's a basic structure to get people to a certain level, to get people to wherever they want to go to. And and I find that in the States, it tends to be towards performance, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, I think of myself as more of a, a, a creator of social dances rather than creative performers. If people mm. want to go that way, I can help them. I'll give them the techniques within the classes to get to that point. But it's all about getting to the social dance floor right. and being able to dance with anybody. And also I've realized that because everybody's working with these structures, it's kind of difficult when, the, when you've got a big school and you, or you've got multiple schools and everybody's using the same um, uh, program it's kind of difficult to change it right and the way that I've been teaching over the years I've really I really believe that I've been able to evolve and adapt and 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 really trim off some of that unnecessary shit that we um we have in classes you know because I remember learning um the box step in salsa mm-hmm. I don't even know how to do it now I've seen people do it in uh, bachata in like beginners classes and stuff like that. But when's the last time you did a box step on the dance floor? For example, do you even know what a box step is? I mean, I have an idea, but now I'm feeling like 
I've done it many times, so I'm not sure if we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> I, th- I think it's like uh, it's like a move where you take one step forward, then you bring your other foot forward, then you go to the side, and then you take one step back, and then you go to the side. It's like you're making a square. Okay. Yeah, a box would mean it would be a three-dimensional, and I don't understand where that came from. It was just a square. <laughs> square step. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's actually called square step, but it's just I'm not you know, this, this movement might be used somewhere by somebody in one style or another, but mm-hmm. I'm just talking about stuff that um, are unnecessary. I really aim to get people to get on the, to dance as soon as possible after their first class. So I understand maybe it's not, you know, the great, the best business model to get people up and dancing as, as soon as possible. You know, maybe it might be better to keep them for as many years as possible and, and milk them for all their money. But I want I want people to dance. So, um, yeah, I've trimmed off a lot of the stuff that's unnecessary. Well, I feel like some of the schools that I'm aware of that have certain curriculums, they still get their students out and dancing and they do introduce different things, but tend to introduce them mostly in the advanced classes. Like for myself, I don't do regular classes. Um, progressive regular classes. But whenever I get a chance to teach anything, my focus is based on creating dancers who have a good solid connection with themselves, with their body and with their partner and with the music. Right. But it took me some time to discover my purpose, like what really is important to me and what do I think is important to teach to other people to help them get to a place of enjoyment like myself. Like, I think the reason people come to me is, oh, she's very musical. Um, I like how much fun she has. I like how connected she is with her partner. I'm assuming those are the reasons you're coming to me for those specific things. So instead of me teaching you some curriculum, some some syllabus that everybody's doing, right, which which will get you to the same place just with me, but with the same syllabus, I tend to teach people based on what I think is important and based on what has helped me get to the place of enjoyment and skill that I have. So you have gotten to that place of understanding of what's important to you. So maybe some of the other instructors either don't see it as important, social dancing, or have not really discovered that it is important to them and that they're not in fact teaching in a way that gets their students to that place of being good social dancers. I think also it's a, it's this thing of getting fixed in something, because imagine if you've been telling people that everything needs to, or this one particular technique has to be done in this way. And then all of a sudden, after 20 years, you realize that technique doesn't really work. You know, that's like, even though you've got a whole lot of new students, I, I can imagine that kind of being, you know, a little hard, for the ego, or I don't even know, or you know, see, that's that's a big ego thing. That's a, that's a that's all that's all ego. And I also believe that if you're truly a teacher who cares about your students, that would not phase you because you would understand that given your new information, even if it's completely contradictory to something that you've taught in the past, you are now bringing the best information possible. So if you're really a good teacher and not all about your ego, then you wouldn't have a difficult time changing things as you are evolving. But how, I, about, how about this? How about, um, here's one for you. How about schools that teach a certain technique that only works 
school. Yep. I, I mean, I have experienced that. I have experienced the dances with the people who lead those classes as well as their dancers. And it's tough. It, it's hard to meet them. But that's where you can kind of create these cliquey relationships, right? Where, like you were saying, some some instructors and some schools are trying to hoard their students where there's no desire to actually have them expand and grow beyond their own school and their own instruction. So if you teach people in a way that they can only successfully dance with each other, then you pretty much carved out your market, right? Like you don't, you don't have to worry about the competition as long as you, one, teach them regularly, keep on adding something new to it, Make sure that the moves are so unique to just their style of leading and following. And then you got to provide them with a regular social environment where they can practice so that if they do go out, they're like, oh, my God, I couldn't dance with anyone. I didn't have any fun. Thank goodness my school has a social every Sunday or every Saturday, you know. And yeah, I mean, there are plenty of people who do that. Does that come down to the fact that they just don't know? that there is an evolution going on out there, that things are changing. You're talking about the instructors or the students? Oh, I'm talking about the instructors now because they're the ones in charge of this program, of the, um, the curriculum. I don't think that's possible. Given, given the technology and given how everybody now, everyone and their mom, mom, mom is a proof, your mom is proof, you know, is on Instagram, is on Facebook, they're connected, they see what's going on with other schools, with other instructors, with other performers, with other students, with other social events. I, I don't think it's, I don't think you can fall behind that and say, oh, yeah, yeah I'm just unaware. That's, I don't think that's really that plausible. So this comes down to everything that I'm about when it comes to teaching. I really want to be able to give people enough information that so that they can go out and dance as soon as possible, but also go out and dance with anybody, you know? So I am adapting for all those schools out there that teach one way. I am trying actively to be able to create dancers that would be able to go and dance with those dancers. That's, that's great. I mean, we need more of that, but again, I feel like we have beaten this dead horse many times. You and I, and a few other people that I know are very different in our approach to dance. Like dance to us is not a fixed approach. Dance to us is all about creativity, all about growth, all about adaptation. Like you dance with someone that you've never danced before and she's not doing your moves. You're not like frustrated with her. You're immediately thinking, all right, well, that didn't work. Let me try something different. You know, if I'm dancing with someone, yeah, if I'm doing dancing with someone who is doing a bunch of things that are uncomfortable. I'm not even bitching about that. I'm just saying, how can I remove the discomfort in this? What could I do even as a follower, right? So it, it really depends on what's important to you. And I, I do feel like the more things are going in the direction of a business, sometimes people are thinking less about the results, right? What they're producing and thinking more about like how to maintain the income. Like what is already working? What's the point of changing this? I am already getting students. This is, this is good. You know, I don't need to change this. But they're not realizing that what they're putting out there are lower quality perhaps, you know, or at least when it comes to social dancing, because not everyone who's going and taking classes, even though you're a performer, you're an instructor, you have dance teams, not everyone in your beginner classes is trying to be a performer. 
You know, they, they just want to have fun. But if you're focused so much on the performance thing, then everything you're doing is lining them up to eventually get to that stage that they can then join your performance team or student team or something, right? I'm not sure. I mean, maybe maybe that is, is one of the reasons. I think I've just been so lucky over the years to be able to, I've never actually had a school as such where I've had the building and I'm running every class and whatever else, but I've always given classes in wherever I live during the week. So that's mm. my uh, virtual kind of school. Um, but I've always been able to adapt and learn. And I'm, I'm always trying different techniques and, uh, and different ways to get people to, you know, just go out and dance. And, and I, I've been lucky enough to not have anything fixed. So I can go out and I, now I know, I feel like now I know the best route from somebody that's never danced salsa to getting them up to the point where they can go out to any club and, and enjoy themselves. Well, so how about this question to you then? What would you recommend to students that are going out there and feeling like when they go out again to another event that they can't dance with other people? And what would be your advice to teachers? My advice to teachers would just be take time to reflect on what it is that is important to you in the dance and what is important to your students and see if what you're actually teaching is lining up with what you're delivering. Well, I'm not sure if we talked about this, but I had a situation where one of my students went out to a, one of my on two beginners went out to a club where there was mostly on two dancers and she had a really bad dance and she felt really bad. So, you know, what I did straight afterwards when I saw her like that, I went and made sure I danced with her and, you know, brought out the best in what she could do. And, uh, you know, she felt a lot better and, it is difficult, especially for, you know, beginners going out to clubs for the first time, because over here, a lot of people um, learn in a studio and then they go out. In the UK, it was more like people learn in a club and then they're, the they're out already. After, right. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was kind of it was kind of difficult, but I, I made sure she was she felt OK. And, I, and it's it is difficult for women and for guys. You know, you go out and you dance and you're always going to come across somebody that doesn't lead in the same way as your instructor you're always gonna come across somebody that doesn't follow in the same way as you've been taught but this like i said this goes back to the personality of the person teaching performing dancing studying or whatever people who come to me i don't think are coming to me to say oh how do i win this competition that's not what they're coming to me for they're coming to me because of the fact that it doesn't matter who I dance with, what level they are, what the song is, I can be musical, I can be connected, I can have fun, and I'm, I have a solid base of technique that I can do a lot of creative things with. That's why they come to me, you know? And so students that are coming to me already have the mind, the mindset of mm -hmm. I'm open to being uh, creative, right? I'm open to adapting, I'm open to adjusting and learning in the moment. They're not coming to us fixed. And I think the same applies to you. Someone who sees you dance can see those characteristics in your dancing. And so someone who comes to you doesn't need really to be told, hey, listen, stay open-minded. 
You know, I mean, it's worth, it's always worth saying again, but I don't think someone who comes to you is like, you know, I want this strict syllabus type of style because why would you go to Leon for that? Like, you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. I do have a syllabus. I'm not, so I'm not knocking the syllabus. I'm just not, I'm just saying that instructors who are more fixed and kind of deliver the exact same thing, a lot yeah. of students that will go to them will be for those reasons because they see that and they align with that. Like even the student's mentality or approach is yeah. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. super structured, yeah. you know? So we can encourage it. And the, I think you're doing the best thing there is by saying, all right, you got a fixed state or a fixed student. Well, I'm going to create a very adaptable student that your fixed student will still have fun with because my student's going to be able to adapt to yours. And if you do do classes in a um, in a studio and you only have your socials, I would encourage you to go with your students mm. to another social and just, you know, let them go and enjoy themselves, but just be there, be aware right. that maybe they may not be having a good time because, you know, we're all here to, to enjoy ourselves and whatever else. And then, and dancing is an emotional thing. So if we as instructors can find a way to help, some of our students out by just jumping in when it's necessary go and dance with uh, go and dance with somebody to make them feel better because you saw that they had a rough dance go in there and uh, and 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 clean up that mess that's that's not bad advice anyone else out there instructors or students want to share your thoughts on this approach maybe as a student if you're going out and you're dancing with different people and the style of instruction that you've been getting is limiting you feel that it's limiting or if you feel like your instructors equipped you with enough to adapt to anybody share your thoughts in the comments and don't forget to share this podcast with all of your friends out there let them know naked and counting is available wherever you listen to your podcast and don't forget to follow us on facebook and on instagram naked and counting most of the bloopers that I catch Leon doing, they are all posted to our Facebook group. So. Oh, dear. Yeah, don't bother with that. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, we are on worldsalsaradio.com too. Catch you on the next episode. Ciao. Bye-bye.